following program is paid programming. The views expressed on the following program are those of its hosts and participants, and nowhere reflect those of the ownership, staff, or advertisers of WNRI. Well, it's one for the money, two for the show. Ready to get ready now, go Okay, welcome once again to Dunn's Deal. This is the place where I do the dealing and I deal them fairly. You may not like the way the cards come out, but... Read them and weep. So, <laughs> I'm going to get right into it because I am loaded for bear like I am every week. This is from my poem. A poem. <laughs> the, oh, who is that guy on, uh, laughing? Um, uh, I'll remember his name later. Artie, Artie Johnson? No, no. Never mind. Joe Biden is not the president. He is not the commander-in-chief. He is the thief-in-chief. He is the pretender to the throne, always looking for his crown. He is the cellar-dweller, living with the rats and moles. He is the king of crappers, who will change his pants. He's your highness of hair sniffers, keep him away from your young daughters. He is the boss of bribery. He knows how to hide the money in the garage. He's the founder of Brandon Falls. Everywhere he goes. He is the Dementia Don, wandering around aimlessly. He is a globetrotting adversary. The Washington generals could have none better. And he is the leader of the warmongers. A finer, more gallant warrior has never been. Move over, Patton. Move over, Chesty Puller. Move over, Ulysses S. Grant. Oops, he's down again. Help him up. Someone get him a walker. <laughs> and besides for that, <laughs> he's going to preside over the next civil war. So, yeah, we've had a lot of talk about that. We have quite the uh, brouhaha shaping up. You know, down at uh, the southern border, you've heard about, uh, you know, Governor Greg Abbott and uh, Joe Biden and, and their kerfluffle. Abbott's putting up razor wire with uh, the, the Texas National Guard. And Joe Biden would send the Border Patrol in to uh, cut the razor wire down. Because, of course, you have to allow the illegals to come in. You know, you don't, you don't want to make it hard for them to come in and invade this country. You know? <laughs> How dare Governor Abbott try to stop these illegals from coming into this country? Joe Biden needs more voters. Incredible. Last night, uh, Paul Manville was Manville was uh, reading a little bit from Greg Abbott's letter. I'm going to read the whole thing to you because I couldn't find a part to take out of it, and it's not long. And, uh, but uh, you will have to have your thinking caps on tonight, uh, kiddos. Because we're going to be looking at the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. And we are going to see what the problem of this situation is. So, Governor Abbott, the first paragraph is instrumental. The federal government has broken the compact between the United States and the states. The executive branch of the United States has a constitutional duty to enforce federal laws protecting states, including immigration laws on the books right now. 
President Biden has refused to enforce those laws and has even violated them. The result is he has smashed records for illegal immigration. Now, let me pause here for a moment. I'll get back to Greg Abbott's letter because I do want to read the whole thing. It's that good. And I've got a copy here of the Constitution. And in Article 1, Section 10, Subsection 3. In other words, there's a third paragraph in Section 10. It says, no state without the consent of Congress, oh, no state shall without the consent of Congress lay any duty of tonnage, keep troops or ships of war in time of peace, enter into any agreement or compact with another state or with the foreign power or engage in war unless actually invaded or such imminent danger as will not admit of delay. So, if I was writing this, you know, I'd, I'd go, no state shall, dot, dot, dot. You know, you skip over the stuff in the middle, so you make it clear. No state shall engage in war unless in actually invaded or in such imminent danger as will not admit of delay. In other words, a state does have the right to prevent an invasion if there's an invasion going on in that state, such as is taking place in in, uh, Texas right now. We've got millions of illegals, and that's what they are. They're illegals. They're not migrants. To call them migrants is to use a U.N. term that denotes a legal status to them that you have to you you have to hear their cause no they are illegals they've got no right to be here they should be deported so texas is being invaded and what abbott is doing is he's preventing the invasion from taking place and i'm not done with the constitution cuz there's another part in here. Oh, I didn't highlight it, but at the very end here, actually, I only have half of the Constitution with me right now, but this is what article, oh, this is Article 4, Section 4. And it says, the United States shall, by the way, shall means you have to. It's on demand. It's not maybe when you kind of feel like it, when you get around to it, you know, after I put the garbage out, then maybe I'll take care of it. No. The United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a Republican form of government and shall protect each of them against what? Invasion. And an application of the legislature or of the executive when the legislature cannot be convened against domestic violence. Oh, and that first one that I read, it does grant the states to have the ability to stop an invasion, to to wage war. Not that Greg Abbott is waging war, but they can take whatever steps are necessary and is laid out in the Constitution. They can do whatever needs to be done to stop an invasion. And that's what's happening on the southern border, people. And it's in the Constitution. It is Joe Biden who is breaking the law because the Constitution says that the federal government shall, the federal government has to, the federal government must protect against invasion. If the... um, Executive of the country is not protecting the states against invasion, then the the executive, the president, is breaking the law. So it it is incumbent on on the president to make sure that 
the rights of the states are taken care of. Because, you know, all the states entered the union willingly. They came in legally, uh, willingly, and uh, they would not have entered if they didn't have the ability to, um, to protect themselves. Especially if, uh, you know, if the, the president doesn't. I mean, it's incredible to think. <clears throat> I, I, well, you know, maybe they did think that you would have a treasonous president in office sometime that, that might not protect one of the states or uh, not protect an area of the country. But it's there. Texas has every right to be doing what it's doing. And it is Joe Biden that is breaking the law. It's Joe Biden that's breaking the Constitution. And you hear everyone on the left calling Greg Abbott, uh, uh, you know, illegal, unlawful, that he's breaking the law, that he's causing chaos. No, it is Joe Biden causing all this chaos because he is not doing his duty to protect the border. And uh, we, anyhow, despite this is going on into the article, I mean, the letter that Greg Abbott wrote, despite having been put on notice in a series of letters, one of which I delivered to him by hand, President Biden has ignored Texas's demand that he perform his constitutional duties, the duties that he must the duties that he has to fulfill. Oh, and by the way, this is the consequence of voting in a uh, a traitor, someone that's taken bribes from China and from Ukraine and elsewhere. Stolen elections have consequences. Okay, President Biden has violated his oath to faithfully execute immigration laws enacted by Congress. Instead of prosecuting immigrants for the federal crime of illegal entry, President Biden has sent his lawyers into federal courts to sue Texas for taking action to secure the border. President Biden has instructed his agencies to ignore federal statutes that mandate the detention of illegal immigrants. The effect is to illegally allow their en masse parole into the United States. By wasting taxpayer dollars to tear open Texas's border security infrastructure, President Biden has enticed illegal immigrants away from the 28 legal entry ports along this state's southern border uh, where nobody drowns into the dangerous waters of the Rio Grande. Under President Biden's lawless border policies, more than six million illegal immigrants have crossed over our southern border in just three years. That is more than the population of 33 different states in this country. This illegal refusal to protect the state has inflicted unprecedented harm on the people all across the United States. James Madison, Alexander Hamilton, and the other visionaries who wrote the U.S. Constitution foresaw that the the states should not be left to the mercy of a lawless president, a traitor, who does nothing to stop external threats like cartels smuggling in millions of illegal immigrants across the border. That is why the framers included both Article 4, Section 4, which promises that the federal government shall protect each state against invasion, and Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3, which acknowledges the state's sovereign interest in protecting their borders. Okay, the failure of the Biden administration to fulfill the duties imposed by Article 4, Section 4 has triggered Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3, which reserves to this state the right of self-defense. Make that clear. Because Biden won't protect the border, he won't do his job, then... That leaves it up to the state 
to legally protect themselves. It's really pretty simple. If the president won't do it, then the governor has to. Simple. For these reasons, I have already declared an invasion under Article uh, 1, Section 10, Clause 3 to invoke Texas's constitutional authority to defend and protect itself. That authority is the supreme law of the land. Did you hear that, Joy Reid? I've got a piece by her if I have the time to get to it. Anyhow, that authority is the supreme law of the land and supersedes any federal statutes to the contrary. The Texas National Guard, Texas Department of Public Safety, and other Texas personnel are acting on that authority as well as state law to secure the Texas border. And it's signed by Greg Abbott. So... The Constitution backs up Greg Abbott. I could get into the Declaration of Independence as well, you know, stating the reasons why the Founding Fathers took the actions that they did. But um, that's pretty clear right there. If the federal government won't do its job, then the state government has to. Pretty, pretty, pretty clear. And Greg Abbott is totally within his rights to uh, be doing what he's doing. Invasion of U.S. underway. Top ex-FBI, DHS, and other agency officials pen urgent warrant to Congress. Okay, uh, let me go to the... Okay. This letter that was written by these FBI and DHS guys states that Biden's open borders are a specific threat that may be of one of the most pernicious ever to menace the United States. The former senior executives of U.S. intelligence continued, the threat that we call out today is new and unfamiliar. It's modern, in its modern history, the U.S. had never suffered an invasion of the homeland, and yet one is unfolding now. <clears throat> Listen to this, because I've mentioned this before, but now it's coming from these guys that used to be head honchos at the FBI or DHS and other places. And I'm sorry I don't have their names, but they're up there. Let's see. Military-age men from across the, across the globe, many from countries <coughs> or regions not friendly to the United States, are landing in waves on our soil by the thousands, not by splashing ashore from a ship or parachuting from a plane, but rather by foot across a border that has been accurately advertised around the world as largely unprotected with ready access granted. In other words, we're not going to have a red dawn thing. Those of you out there that figure when you see the... uh, Enemy parachutes coming in like in Red Dawn, you know, that, that movie from the 80s uh, was was pretty good, but it was a timepiece. We're not going to have tanks rolling in yet. We're not going to have planes parachuting uh, fighters in, in our land. They're coming in by U.N. deposits, by, by U.N. caravans. And... Being assisted by non-governmental organizations, NGOs, including (coughs) the Red Cross and Catholic Charities. Incredible. It would be difficult to overstate the danger represented by the presence inside of our borders of what is comparatively a multi-division army of young single adult males from hostile nations and regions whose background, intent, or allegiance is completely unknown. They include individuals encountered by border officials and then possibly released into the country along with the shockingly high estimate of gotaways, meaning those who have entered and evaded apprehension. 
in light of such a daunting, unprecedented penetration by uninvited foreign actors, it is reasonable to assert that the country possesses dramatically diminished national security at this time. The nation's military and laws and other natural protective barriers that <coughs> have that have provided traditional security in the past have been thoroughly circumvented over the past three years. And this is by plan. This is uh, what Joe Biden had wanted. And, um, you know, he had said during during the convention, uh, during the nomination process, told people to come on over to to rush the border. No, it's not that one. And once again, I can't find it because I've got too many things up here. But uh, Biden invited these people to uh, to come up to the border and come on in. And they're bringing more. They're bringing in millions, <laughs> not just a thousand or a couple, you know, hundred thousand, but millions of uh, of people. Just coming across the border. And, you know, it is really, it's ridiculous and it's it's hurting this country. Joe Biden is doing his best to hurt this country. And so is the Democratic Party. Oh, here's a, here's a big quote here. This problem is particularly alarming in the light of the Hamas uh, terror attack on Israel last October 7th, the letter continued. Those of us who have fought terrorism knows that historically a successful terror attack invites mimicry. In other words, it invites more. Oh, this is how you do it. Okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll copy that. Oh, and did you see that that one cut? Um, there, there was a reporter asking people, where are you coming from? And, and most of the uh, people that he was talking to, uh, most of the, the illegals, were saying, oh, I'm from Nicaragua, I'm from Guatemala, I'm from here, I'm from there. But there was one guy that said, don't you know who I am? You don't know, you're too stupid to know. But one day, you will know all about me. It, it was very ominous. You know, it, it, it made the reporter quite nervous because he didn't really know what he was dealing with. Um, and they, they said that, that somebody recognized him from a database that he was in... Uh, an Islamicist who had been in jail for terrorist acts uh, and had just recently been released. And um, so we don't know who these people are. That person should be vetted. Everybody should be vetted. And we should not be allowing a replacement migration to come in and take the place of Americans. And to vote. There was one interesting uh, piece of information. The, the largest uh, victory in a presidential election was 14 million votes. And that was in 1984 when uh, Ronald Reagan defeated um, Mondale, Walter Mondale. He, he won by 14 million votes. Well, they figured there's about 20 million illegals in this country. And since most of these People are coming in for the freebies. And, you know, the, the Democrats are the ones that promise them all the free stuff. And it was Joe Biden that told them to come here. And, you know, the, a lot of them were even wearing Joe Biden T-shirts uh, when uh, they came across. They'll be voting Democrat. And that's going to be 20 million people. That means it'll be a permanent uh, one party rule in this country. And if you think that's good, look at any state that's ever had a one party rule. And it's a, always turned to dictatorship. 6.30 already. I wonder if I should go on more. No, I've got to get to the Kerry Lake thing. But there are so many articles I've got here. And 
you know, a, a lot of them are congressmen, Democratic congressmen, or like Joy Reid on uh, on TV saying that, that what Greg Abbott is doing is illegal. And no. As I read to you from the Constitution itself, what he is doing is perfectly legal. It's perfectly fine. And uh, it is Joe Biden who is lawless. It is Joe Biden that's causing the chaos. It is Joe Biden. And let's throw in Barack Obama, too, because he he started this whole mess during his tenure. He had the same kind of arguments uh, against Arizona back in the day. But now it's just increased to the nth degree. And so there is going to be a rally down there, though, three of them. There's going to be one in Texas, one in Arizona, one in California. And if I can free up some finances, I'm going to go down there and join that thing because that's good. Three huge rallies. I bet you they have a million people apiece. They're going to go over long stretches of this country and wind up in Eagle Pass, Yuma, Arizona, and I forget the place in California. But uh, that's going to be February 29th, um, January 29th to February 3rd. And they'll have big rallies on February 3rd at Eagle Pass, at Yuma, Arizona. And you'll have to go to TakeOurBorderBack.com to find out where the third one is in California and how to arrange to get there. But should be good stuff. The United States of Empire by James Dunn shows how the U.S. became a worldwide empire. It looks at the entry of the U.S. into both world wars. George Washington had warned us about entangling ourselves in European wars. Before World War I, the United States was not concerned with foreign conflicts. In World War I, we changed the balance of power in Europe. We went in to save the world for democracy. We expelled the German Kaiser and imposed our own idea of what Germany should look like. Propaganda painted the Kaiser as the evil Hun that was destroying civilization. So when the true barbarian rose to power, Hitler, how could we avoid being drawn in again? We saved Great Britain. Britain needed us again in World War II to save their bacon. We bought the hog. Now we are the empire. The book, The United States of Empire, in paperback, is available at Amazon.com. Here's author James Dunn to talk about his soon-to-be-printed next book. The King Philip's War in New England in 1675 defined the relations, for good or bad, between English settlers and Native Americans for centuries to come. Many of the battles are local to the Blackstone Providence area with long-forgotten memorials and grave sites. Smithfield was the Battle of Nipsichuk. The Battle of Sudbury in Sudbury, Mass. was a turning point. Mount Hope in Bristol, Rhode Island was the home of King Philip and the Wampanoag tribe. The Connecticut River Valley was a scene of many bloody encounters between the English and the Nipmuc tribe. South Kingston, Rhode Island, saw the Great Swamp Battle slash Massacre. One Englishman stands out in this brutal conflict. He dared to learn to fight like the Indians did and won the war for the English. He was Captain Benjamin Church in the book, Captain Benjamin Church and the King Philip's War. Welcome back to Dunn's Deal. 
And that first half hour went fast for me because I just geek out on constitutional stuff. And Greg Abbott is such is uh, in such a right place. And he is a WEFer. <coughs> he was over at Davos, hung out with with um, Klaus Schwab and John Kerry and all that gang over there. So he's not to be totally trusted, but in this situation, he is doing what's right. Anyhow, I want to get into some stuff about Kerry Lake because it. She, <laughs> people in Arizona tried to bribe her from running. And what it does is it, it just shows you the corruption of the um, political system and how, how it works, how they get somebody to, um, to drop out or not to run or maybe they'll pay somebody to run. But before I go to Carrie Lake, looks like I got it. Nope. Do I have a call? Okay. Let's go to the caller right now. Go ahead, caller. What you thinking about? What's up, James? Hey, Rob. How goes it? It goes all right. Hey, man. Just on a little side note. Today would have been Eddie Van Halen's 69th birthday. Uh, what it? Yep. Okay. The legendary. One of the greatest of all time. Yeah. Yeah. What, did he pass away a year ago or so? Uh, in 2020. 2020. Okay. Yes, sir. Hey, James, know what's disturbing is that... What's that? Five Supreme Court justices are obviously extremely ignorant on the Constitution. One was a Bush appointee. Two were Obama appointees. One was a Trump appointee. Better point the finger. And the other one was the Biden appointee. Yes, uh, that that was the thing. I mean, I, I ran out of time. <laughs> um, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's too bad. I mean, the Constitution is so clear, and they did not. You, you know how, how they write uh, their opinions on it afterwards and, and release those. And I don't think they did one, right? No, they didn't. They just put it out there because they knew it was dirty. I mean, <laughs> obviously, someone's got uh, photographs of of. You know, John Roberts with the little boy naked. Yeah, and all the women, too. Amy Barrett, too. Well, I don't know. Any Supreme Court judge. That, they, that, that should have been 9-0. It should have been Congress, you're failing. The president, you're all failing. And the state of Texas has the absolute right to do something because all of you are failing. It should, it should have been, but you're not going to get the three liberals to go along with you uh, on that. It, it should have been six The law should be black three. and white, especially when it's written down in the blueprint for the United States of America, right? But Katanji can't even tell you what a woman is. <laughs> so if you don't know what a woman is, what's a border? Yeah, yeah. What's a How state? Exactly? How do you know what a border is or an invasion? I'm confused. It says the, the United States shall guarantee to the states. Wait a minute. The states are guaranteeing <laughs> to themselves? I'm confused. I know, huh? That's where we are right now, huh? So these are going to be funny times. Yes, yes, they are. You know, and we're going to live through them, James. Yeah, I, I think. Are you ready? <laughs> well, I tell you, if I get some money put together, I'm going down to uh, Texas, and I'm going to join in that that caravan. I was there. You had on a swivel. Yes, indeed. My neck is still a little stiff. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so it's kind of hard to swivel my my head around. But yes, um, definitely have to keep your eyes open. Don't fall for any false flags. Don't go for any uh, Ray Epps types. You know, yeah. uh, but the thing is, we won't be in D.C. You know, it'll mm-hmm. it'll be in friendlier territory, so it'll be harder. To pull off another, um, you know, uh, January sixth uh, thing, but um, you know, and I'm not too fond of Abbott. I think it's the people of Texas that are hounding the governorship. So he's kind of doing this because because he's getting mad hassles from the people of Texas. Because I don't think he's doing this on his own. I, th- I think he's getting so many people are hounding him that he's like, oh, I have to do something or else I'll be out of this where I really am. Well, it's, I'm not too and it's, su- it, it's such a huge invasion too that. <laughs> that even a WEF or like uh, even a globalist like Greg Abbott has to do something. 
Uh, yeah. You know, but it's it's a good response. It's late. <laughs> you know, it should have been done three years ago. But, uh, yeah. you know, the, the damage has already been done. Yeah, maybe it's all according to plan. Everything's uh, going according to plan. Fame this, fame this. We'll pretend outrage here to rile people up. Get them more divided. That, that's a scary thought. That, you know, they've planned this all out and they, they knew there'd be a, be a point where, where the, you know, the rabble would, would rise up in protest. And so this is... This is that point. Um, but at the same time, uh, you have to be glad for what he's doing. And, boy, I would love to be down there in Texas uh, next week. Texas is a big, big place. Yes, it is. I know people Eagle that are down Pens. there. Do you? I don't. Down in Houston. I got an old friend down in Houston. Oh, yeah. Give him a call. Say, hey, I'm dropping by. <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny times, James Dunn. All right, man, I'll talk to you. Later. Okay, thanks for that call. Take care. Later. Bye. Okay. So, where was I? Going to get into the Cary Lake stuff. And I've got it all set up, ready to go. And like I was saying before, this show's how the bribes take place. So it's two and a half minutes long. So let's give it a listen. So what's going on? What is, uh, I'm assuming this is our friend. Oh, this is, this is, this is back east. They, there are very powerful people that want to keep you out. I know oh, they do. But they're willing to put their money where their mouth is in a big way. So, Never this is crazy, though. They should want me. I'm a great candidate. People love me. These people are corrupt. Well, maybe you're right. They are right. They are corrupt. Maybe. This is right. Don't, don't go. Do me a favor, though. I'll get myself in This, if you, if you say no, which is fine. It's your choice. Don't tell people. I They're going to try to have me murdered. <laughs> I don't that either. man. If that stuff that came out last week is right about the cartel stuff, Ian. I hear the cartel said the cartel's operating in 50 states right now. Like almost 50, you mm -hmm. know? So. So what, what, what's going on? Who is it? What? Forget the who. Let me just tell you the what. Let's just say there are people calling around saying, gosh, no, they can't repeat this. Never repeat this. If you say no, don't. If you say, I got offered to buy out. Don't, yeah. Don't use it. Because then we lose our ability to get things done other, in the future. Here's my problem. Rather than just say, let's work with her. She's a great candidate. Because they don't own me. And it pisses me off. Yeah, it's not about ownership. It's about control. I don't know if it's about control. It's about being on the team. I guess that. You know what I mean? They want to be on the team. They want you to be on their team. You know? But if they're pushing a globalist agenda, I can't do that. So what do they want? What do they want me to do? They want you to stay out for two years. <laughs> but, I'll tell you what I got enough for you. But, um, I said, you can do whatever you want. It's talking head, this and that. So, the, the ask of me was, it's kind of funny. So the, the ask I got today from back east was, this is, you guys can us. Is there any companies out there or something that could just put her on the payroll and give her... To keep her out. And I said, well, what do you want to do? Like, whatever we need to do. This is about defeating Trump. And I think that's a bad, bad thing for our country. Okay, so there you go. That's Carrie Lake. And the guy that she's talking to was the head of the Republican Party in Arizona. Uh, and... Um, I forgot his name. I'm trying to look it up right now. Um, but all I'm getting is, is Carrie Lake's uh, birth story. Okay, Arizona GOP chairman resigns after tape suggests uh, uh, attempt to bribe Carrie Lake. And the guy's name, oh, DeWitt, of course, Jeff DeWitt. <coughs> 
<laughs> the way that's kind of dumb, huh? The dumb. And he was bribing Carrie Lake there. <laughs> he was telling her that there's people back east that that have money <laughs> to take care of the situation. That they wanted to pay her to get her out. Basically, you know. At, they also wanted to find a job for her somewhere in Arizona. That, that way it would look even better. Because, you know, you give her a no-show job, you know, put her on, on a board at Lockheed Martin or something like that. If Lockheed Martin is in, uh, in Arizona, I don't know, but I'm just guessing. And... You know, so she gets she can get like, you know, five hundred thousand dollars a year, just has to show up uh, you know, three or four times during that that year. And, you know, she's sitting pretty. Uh, that's one way they bribe people. <laughs> the other tell of this this conversation was this conversation never happened. <laughs> so this guy, DeWitt. Never wanted this information to get out. And I'm very happy that Carrie Lake did put it out. Supposedly, there's even more damning uh, tape <laughs> that she's holding in, in reserve. Uh, you know, even something even more scandalous, more blasphemous. But it is so great. It just shows you they, number one, are afraid of Carrie Lake. They are afraid of um, of America Firsters, and could you imagine if Carrie Lake had won the governorship position of Arizona? Number one, she would have closed down Arizona's border day one. As soon as she got elected, boom, that that border would be closed down. That would have forced Greg Abbott. To be closing down Texas's borders two years ago, and with two states closing their borders, that would put so much pressure on New Mexico and California that they'd have to do something. But that is why uh, that's that's why they had to rig the election there in Arizona. They had to mess with the ballots, and. Um, you know, they, they got their, their squish in there. Who was the Secretary of State? The Secretary of State ran a questionable election, far beyond questionable. I just can't find the right word for it. An illegal, a stolen election. And, of course, she was the one that would be in charge of overseeing the elections. She didn't step down from her position while she ran for the governorship. Nope, nope, nope. She is so trustworthy that that you can trust this fox to guard the hen house and all the hens will be nice and safe. <laughs> Except they all kind of disappear. So, there's ten minutes left to go in the show. But, um... And it's a, it's an amazing thing that we're talking about the cartels and the influence that the cartels, the ones who are running the drugs, the ones that are running the sex trafficking across the borders, across Texas, across Arizona, across New Mexico, across California, also help to um, uh, to to rig the elections. <clears throat> and I've heard some people say that. That the cartels are also the muscle for um, for the Democratic Party. <laughs> you know, Carrie Lake was saying, well, they're going to have to kill me. And, of course, she was being flippant about that. Um, but that's always a possibility. And I tell you, I don't want to talk about today's court case. <laughs> what, what a kangaroo court that is that Trump is looking at in in New York right now with E. Jean Carroll. But if that's the only one that it gets in trouble for, and it'll be thrown out when it goes to a higher court, if <laughs> if the higher courts 
aren't bribed and bought out or threatened. But um, Donald Trump is an assassination target. Carrie Lake could be an assassination target. Look what happened to John F. Kennedy. He wanted to pull us out of Vietnam. He wanted to end the Fed. Those are two things you can't do. You, you, you can't stop wars from taking place. And Trump is definitely uh, anti-war. Though he is pro-Fed. You know, he's, he's pro, pro the stock market. Whatever, you know, would help the stock market. But he would certainly end the Ukraine war. And the funding going there, boom! All of a sudden, uh, Zelensky doesn't have his weapons anymore. Can't send any more uh, troops into battle because they've got no bullets. Though he might be crazy enough to send them in with just bayonets. Yeah, real World War One march, you know. Up over the top, guys. Fix your bayonets. But, um... You know, so this guy, he was the subtle one. He he was the fixer. He he was just in there to offer Carrie Lake something nice and sweet. You know, just uh, just get her to step down, get her to retire, or at least retire for the next couple of years. You know, until we straighten this whole thing out and get enough illegals into permanently change the uh, the voting rolls and whatever. But uh, looks like I had another call on this, so let's see what's on the caller's mind. Go ahead, caller. What you thinking about? Yeah, I can hardly hear you, uh, but uh, just want to mention um, remember when Donald Trump had a drone strike on Suleimani? Yes. Baghdad, you know, the Iranians are still gunning for retribution for that. You know, they have a, a bounty on Donald Trump's head. He's not the, not the only person and they want him dead, so. Yeah, and that's the problem with this, this invasion. That, that one guy that um, said, you'll know who I am soon enough, he was some kind of Islamic fighter. So maybe he's the one that's, you know, one of the guys that. Oh, maybe, yeah, yeah, you're right. In Coming out of the country to do the deed, right? Yeah, yeah. That's how they do it. Yeah, whatever. Just, just thought I'd mention that. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, you're quite welcome. Thanks for the call. Okay. Yeah, and there could be a number of them that have the same target, because one person may get caught, and, and two people may get caught, but the third one sneaks through. And they won't even know each other. You know? Um, so, it's all very interesting. But that tape that, with Carrie Lake there, really, it, it just exposes the sliminess of politics in this country. That concern for the country doesn't matter. It's, what can I get out of it? How much money can I make? Oh, you, you're willing to pay me? And could you imagine if you go in, you know, hoping to put yourself in a position where someone does try to buy you off? I don't know. I don't know. Or, or maybe yeah, I, I want to go to Epstein Island. Yeah, I want to be on the Lolita, the Lolita Express. Oh, yeah. Wow, those guys know how to have fun, huh? Not. But um, Washington is a deep cesspool. It is very corrupt. And that's what we're dealing with. So you try to get people in there that, that put America first. Well, we've got so many corrupt globalists running things. Oh, another caller, okay, that, um, you know, it's it's hard to get people that care about this country in. So let's see what's on your mind. 
Good, caller. What you thinking about? Hi, Jim. Hi there. Jim, um, yes. uh, President Trump, about a week and a half ago, yes. uh, said that he has selected his vice president. Yep. But he's not telling us who it is. Right. Do you think it could be all, at all be possible that the, uh, the state of uh, Arizona, which was a uh, contention state, uh, could uh, carry Lake? be that uh, candidate that Donald Trump uh, is looking at. She could be. She's a fighter. She knows how to deal with with the media. You know, she gets right in their face. And, of course, Trump loves that. Um, but I think she'd be important a- as a senator. I'd, okay. I'd like to see her um, win a Senate seat there. Get, get rid of... Who, who do you think he's uh, got in mind, Jim? I really don't know. Uh, Lake would be no good. Vivek would. I can guess. Vivek. Um, Tim Scott, but he's really kind of squishy. But that that would be a good-looking ticket if you know if you got a black man running with him. Um, you know, you think I, you'd want a state somebody from a state that is kind of. Uh, a dubious, in other words, a state that's uh, uh, that he might lose. That uh, a vice presidential candidate could bring that state over. Yes, you know, like a Colorado. Um, yes. Though Lauren Boebert, uh, you you couldn't pick her. You know, I, I like her, but she's toxic right now. <clears throat> um, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, she's doing a good job in the House. Um, and, you know, she'd be a lightning rod. Um, yeah, that's, well, that's, I, a, that's I, a good question. Matt Gates, but that, that'd be two guys from Florida. You try to balance yeah. things out. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere we need some help in a state that's uh, a key state. Yeah. Like Pennsylvania or somewhere like that. Somebody... Yeah, you'd have to get somebody that's kind of strong conservatively. Um, Josh Hawley, Josh Hawley type. Um, you know, that, that would probably be a good pick. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to say. Um, it's hard to say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm, right, I'm sure he'll surprise us. <laughs> yes. All right, should be interesting. <laughs> It'll be very interesting. <laughs> All right, Jim, you take care. Okay, well, you have a great night and a great weekend. Yes, you too. Yep. Thanks for the call. Uh, bye now. Bye bye. Okay, so we're down to the last minute. So I should find the outro and get ready to be going. So I hope everyone has a good weekend. Uh, your constitutional lesson for the day is over and there it is Dunn's deal outro Listening to Dunn's Deal with author James Dunn. Join James every Friday at 6.05 for a unique perspective on today's issues. But for now, this is a Dunn Deal. Only on your voice in the Blackstone Valley. WNRI, one socket.